This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Instead of most liked host of the station, this year we do most hated. And now it truly is host sadness. It's amazing. Winthrop to the group text. Great idea, Rick. Very well done. Yes. This was my idea. No, it wasn't. I'm the one that started discussing the most unliked at the station. That was me. Well, yeah, but I think Rick Hammer. Oh, Rick Hammer's in home. He vanishes. I have to carry a segment. I have this genius idea. I got the phone lines lit up. I got bananas thrown in my face. My thing is now called RJ. Something's got to give. Our pets' heads are falling off. Our pets' heads. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. You ever think of therapy? On 98.7 ESPN. Have you seen Adele lately, by the way? She looks amazing. She is gorgeous. Ozempic. She. I saw a photo of her yesterday. It didn't even look like the same person. A lot of Ozempic going on in Hollywood right now. Yeah. Well, of course. I was talking to uh, one of the kids on my baseball team, his grandfather. And I, I forget who just mentioned it in passing. And he's like, can't even get it. He's a diabetic. Can't get it. But isn't that a problem? Yeah, it is. For him, it is. Yeah. I mean, so the people that need it can't get it. Couldn't get it. Uh, speaking of a problem, I think I've stumbled upon an issue, which I'm a fan of. Is this another portal or? Oh, uh, no. Okay. Uh, Adam Schefter tweets out, tell me if you think this is a problem or not. Attending his first combine as the Washington Commander's owner. I brought this up to you. <laughs> You're pretending like this is... Uh, not not anybody besides you and I knew that. <laughs> I just asked you this like 30 minutes I, ago. I understand, but nobody, nobody said, outside... I came across it. didn't even know it. Raymond didn't know it. It was, it was personal Why between you, you and RJ, I. Why you then? Forget it. All right, bring it up. No, no, it doesn't matter. No, I think it's a good point. It doesn't matter. No, listen, if I didn't think it was a good... But thing. I thought we... I, well, why does everything... Everything has to go on the air? Everything. That's what people like the show. We can't hide Fine. anything. Josh Harris... You brought this to my attention minutes ago. <laughs> Josh Harris has sat in and taken part of each of the six interviews that the team has conducted with the top quarterback prospects in this draft. Most owners don't attend the Combine. Harris is not only in Indianapolis but a large part of the quarterback interview process. What does that mean, a large part? I don't know. Does this mean like sitting in the room just to get a feel for the quarterbacks, how they answer the questions, well, or is this he's actively like asking questions? Like I said questions? to you when we discussed before, if he's there because he's a huge fan and he's interested and he wants to be involved, he's the owner, I think that's great. If a large part means he's going to sit with the coaches and the GMs and say, Jaden Daniels, that's the guy that we take, I, I wouldn't feel good about that at all. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to feel about that because I could understand on one side of this. If I was the owner of the team, and this was this was, I mean, they have the second overall pick. This is this is going to shape the franchise. Warren Sharp has a funny tweet. What do he say? He says we're one step away from this, and he's the headline. Jimmy Haslam says homeless man convinced him to draft Johnny Mansell. <laughs> well, Char- like Charles with me, right, was very involved. He pushed them to no, take not you, to, not to take me, but once once I was drafted. We became like we're really close, but that's I don't have an issue with that. Like my long term deal. If was Charles much, went to Mike Milbury and said I was in the well, meetings with to all my, these guys, take him. Well, I'd have a problem, right? I don't think he did that. But as far as like that, you know, my long term deal that ended up getting done, I think that was a lot of Charles wanting to get it done more than than management, more well, than I like think it was the, uh, the decision well, makers. I, I think Charles was kind of looking, you know, 
forest through the trees where it was like, hey, we have a salary cap now. What's the best way for us to beat the salary cap is we get a long-term deal done. And then everyone followed suit. Made perfect sense. Right? You keep the number as low as possible. Right. Guys will take more security. Right? Like, I mean, if you think about my deal, four and a half compared to what everyone was going to end up making. Wait, wait, listen, I don't... It, no, but it, I'm it's saying... Irrelevant it, it's irrelevant as long as, as, the, as the GM says, yes, this is what I want to do. If the GM says, I don't know that I want him as my goalie for the next decade, well, and Charles says, been, well, I love him and we're going to sign no, him. No, no, yeah. It might have been... I mean, it, it might have been more Charles then, because I think it was Neil Smith at the time. And that was kind of when Neil was like... And Neil wasn't doing... There was a lot of stuff going on with Neil, but it was kind of like, okay, yeah, no, you're not doing it. Charles was going to do it. But I don't... I mean, this it's a huge decision for the organization. And I get... I mean, if you own the team... You want to have a, an idea of who the face of the franchise is going to be. So I can sure. understand wanting to be in on the meetings. But like, if push comes to shove and the people that I hired that are supposed to like be really good at their jobs say, this is the guy we want, unless you get a completely awful feeling about the kid when you're sitting in that room during the meeting, I don't know. you got to let the guys that you're paying money you, you to got it. You have draft to the trust the people that you put in place. You have to. You say that. I, I, I mean that whole yeah, I think I, it, I, not. I don't think that that's... That's solely to football. I think that's anywhere. It, you hire the people that you deem are capable and competent, and you and you trust them. you give them everything that they need to succeed, and you get out of their way. Yes. Yeah. Well, because I think the people. I mean, you do you do kind of put the people that you've hired to make these decisions in a weird spot. If they tell you, "Hey, you know, we want to take Jaden Daniels." And for whatever reason, you like Drake May better, and then you're kind of pushing for Drake May. Well, what are they supposed to do? Like, oh, we can't overrule the, the owner. He's going to get what he wants. Just like what happened in Carolina. I'd feel awful about it. Same thing that happened in Carolina. Well, you know what? I, I think you are you're you should get your resume ready if that's the case. If, if you want to take a guy and the owner says, I really love what this guy had to say. I want to go in a different direction. There's no way it's going to work. Long. Yeah. Well, look at Frank Reich. Uh, Frank Reich is unemployed now. That didn't last long. Yeah. Let's go to Cullum in the Bronx. Good morning, Cullum. You're on 98.7. Uh, good morning, Dave. Good morning, Rick. Shout out to the company of Jace. See? Yeah. No, I, I see what's happening, and I'm not sure that I like it. But it is what it is. Go ahead, Colm. Uh, I mean, there's, it's just some people are a little bit too too obsessed and too up top of it. The company of Jace is the people that are fans, but we enjoy it, and we're not overly obsessed in an unhealthy manner well, about I'll, it. Well, so. I'll, I'll tell you what. I love all of you. I love the company. I love the company adjace. I love the company adjace adjace. I love the company adjace adjace to the adjace. All the company. I love I love all of you. All of them. All of you. All of them. Yes, all of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um I was just gonna I know uh, Mel Kuyper's coming on. Me as a Giants fan and I mean I've been looking you know, we're looking Ray, into the can you stop the music, the, please? <laughs> Go ahead, Colin. <laughs> I'm looking, you know, looking a lot into like the draft and the players and stuff like that, looking into free agency. I mean, I'm at this point now, I want a quarterback. I want them to draft him in the first round. I am 100% on board with that. I don't, I, Daniel Jones, he's not the guy. There's too many injuries, well, too I'll many, tell you, I'll tell you too what, many Colin, issues. Uh, I think Mel's going to be great. You're not going to like what he says. Because I've heard his take is Daniel Jones is better than most of these guys, and he's a good quarterback, and the Giants should build around him. That's going to be his take. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's hopefully the Giants organization feels differently. I think I actually think they do. Uh, and I told you, Renan is in Indy, and he's going to join us tomorrow, and he'll have some some insight and information on what the, the Giants are going to potentially. Yeah, which do. is good. That's why we have him on. Uh, absolutely. I mean, Dan Olaski thinks that Jaden Daniels is uh, in the 
real consideration for the number one pick. See, what, what you're going to have, and it's still so long. I mean, tomorrow's, what, March 1, so we're talking about like seven full weeks before the draft is here. It might be eight weeks from today, actually. I don't know. Um, and you're gonna you're gonna get Orlovsky thinks this, and Field Yates thinks this, and you know Mike Mayock thinks this, and you're gonna be pulled and prodded in a million different directions, and you're gonna have no idea because there's so much time. And and how much of what you find out is true, and how much is it smoke signals teams are sending? Well, I think it depends. I, I don't think that Dan Orlovsky's trying to send any smoke signals. I mean, this is. But if he's fed information by by remember when the Giants. Told you they didn't like Kayvon Thibodeau. Yep. They don't, we don't want him. We don't want him. We're not going to take him. And then you get to the draft and they take him five. Yeah, I remember that. I, I think, Matt, listen, I, I think depends on who you trust that's just giving you their personal opinion. I think Dan's someone that just looks at a lot of tape and feels like Jaden Daniels is has a legit chance to be the number one pick. I, it's just, I think it's going to be a weird spot for the Bears. Because it feels like the consensus is Caleb Williams. Like the... See why a pick is. I think Caleb Williams is going to be awesome. Well, I think that's the CYA pick, though. That's the one that you, it's the safe pick. You pick him. No one can fault you for doing it. Right. If you take Caleb Williams and it blows up in your face, everyone will say, I would have done the same thing. Right. If you take Jaden Daniels and, and it blows up in your face and Caleb Williams turns out to be great, you, you're unemployed. Yeah. You're screwed. Yep. It was kind of like the, I mean, I, I remember Snowy talking about that with, uh, when, when it was Tavares. It was Tavares, it was Duchesne, and it was Hedman. And Hedman's turned into, I mean, you'd take Hedman in a heartbeat. But the pick was, I mean, everyone thought it was it was Tavares. You can't go wrong with Tavares. If it doesn't work out and one of those other players is better, it's like, well, but how would I know that? Everyone thought Tavares was going to be right. the best in the draft. Right. But if you make the wrong decision, you go Duchesne, and Tavares turns into what he turned into, you get fired. Can you believe that that we love the draft so, like, I love so, it. but yeah, but it's so obsessive. It's hope. No, I know, and, and I, I love it as much as anybody, outside of John Winthrop, of course, but... Um, that we're like two, three months out and just you can't get enough of it. Like Mel's going to join us today at 930 and people are going to to tune in because a draft, which is a draft, which is seven weeks away, you can't get enough of right now. Oh, he's going to he's going to sneeze. Bless so you. the plan's gone. Well, yeah. you love the let's start with you love the NFL. You love the NFL. You love hope. You love. Well, you love the fact, too, that when you draft them, they're immediately on your team and you know who they are. And that's a bit, you know, hockey, it's like, yeah, I don't know any of these guys. Maybe, maybe now with a little college hockey, you might know one or two of them. But that's why the NFL will never have a minor league system. Because the, because college football does such a great job well, of creating... They have their own minor league system. Creating stars that right. they're not paying for right. before they get to... Like, you you know, the, the NFL. Every, you know everybody at Alabama, yep. you know everybody at Michigan, you know everybody at Notre Dame and Ohio State, and you've seen Marvin Harrison, and you've seen Caleb Williams, and you know, like, you know, you know that he went into the crowd and he cried on his mother's shoulder, right? You know all the intimate they're details established, about these guys. They're established stars already. That's right. And then, you know, like, you have a connection with them. Yeah, like hockey, we get it occasionally. Like, when, they, when there's so much, you know, there's so much publicity around, you know, Connor McDavid or, or Bedard. Like, people, you start paying attention because they're all over the place, and you get a chance to see them. Right. And then they get drafted, and those guys, because they're so good, are immediately on your team. But, yeah, I mean, college football does a great job with that. Uh, let's hear from uh, Joe Douglas a little bit more. This is an interesting one. Is Woody Johnson frustrated? Before we even play it, what, what do you think he's going to say about yes. this? Yeah. All right, Here, here's Joe Douglas. Is Woody frustrated? I mirror the frustration that Woody has, and Woody and I uh, talk every day, just about every day. And so, you know, we're certainly on the same page. And again, I like the position we're in. There's a lot of talent coming back to this team. We have to add more to it. We know exactly what we have to do moving forward. And the pressure is always intrinsic in this job. Whenever 
whenever you walk in every day. I can tell you that we're not stressed. We're prepared to answer the bell here with the decisions that have to be made moving forward. And so a lot of that has to do with the meetings that we had after the last time I talked to you guys. And I feel really good about all of us, the personnel staff and coaching staff, analytics, everybody being on the same page. Uh, Woody Johnson is frustrated, and rightfully so. He should be frustrated. Well, his team is well, you've failed. already heard he's frustrated. I mean, he said it's pretty much a, a playoff mandate on this team. But right. I understand how you could – see, I hate when people say stuff like that. It always drives – it's like one of my big pet peeves. What? Like I would I, – I'd, I'd do it again. I'd make that same decision over – well, it didn't work out. Why would you make the same decision? N- nobody would I like, do that. I, I like the play – I like where we're at. How could you like where you're at? You can, how, how, like where you're at? Right. You haven't been to the playoffs in 13 years. You don't have an offensive line. Your quarterback you, had, is, you had a backup quarterback who was one of the laughing stocks you, of the league. You missed on the second overall pick. You got a quarterback that's going to be 41 in December that's coming off an Achilles tear. Like, what do you mean you like where you're at? You can't like where you're at. <laughs> what? I like, we love our coaching staff. How do you love your coaching staff? Oh, right. What do you, what do you, Nathaniel Hackett, they couldn't have run him out of Denver any quicker. Uh, people you're consider tr- Robert Sala a coach with experience in this league as one of the worst. You're trying to, you're trying to bring in Arthur Smith to help out Nathaniel Hackett. How like, could you like where you're at? What are you talking about? Come on, man. I mean, what a bizarre thing to say. <laughs> You don't like where you're at. Like, well, what, what do you like? What do you I mean, like about uh, it? You know, you come on. Say, you know, what, you know. What? I love our defense. Yes. I, I think we're, we're we're a defensive team. We have a defensive head coach. We have pieces on offense. There's some things we have to shore up. And we, we got a lot little, of work. To and, do. We, and you know, we got a lot of work to do this yep. offseason. I like where we're at. No, teams, I don't like where we're at. Teams that like where they're at don't have like gaping <laughs> holes on their team. Don't, the cow, don't the a, Cowboys should like where they're at. They they have to fix some things. The Niners should like where they're at. The Chiefs should like where they're at. The Jets cannot like where they're at. <laughs> he likes it. What does he like? I don't know. He likes where they're at. You imagine you, you imagine what I would do if Joe Shane came out? I'm like, Joe, what do, you, what do you think about this whole thing? I like where we're at. No, you can't. Fan base going to turn on you. I like where we're at. Where are you living? Uh, right on the uh, 66th in Columbus. Where, just yeah, no, right there on the corner, like where I'm at. Though. Uh, I, I love it here. <laughs> you don't. I, I love it here. I like where we're at. Oh. How can you like where I you're live at? In a van down by the river. That's such a. We used to have a kid in school that the headmaster's son used to do that. He used to sleep in a van by the no, river. No, the, the inspirational, the, the Chris Farley. Yeah, yeah. The funny, the, it was perfect. Maybe the funniest impression of it. Is that right? Like, oh, it was so good. He come in with the belly and the jacket tight, and the guy he'd start doing it. Awesome. I like, it. I like where we're at. Like where we're at. <sighs> they, have the, they have the they have the longest drought of any seasons. team in any sport here. Yep, football, basketball, baseball, hockey. Longest drought. The Jets. Likes uh, he likes where we're at. So that's what thirty ish times. So one hundred and twenty ish teams. Longest drought. RJ, where's that tunnel? <laughs> don't Close? you dare! Don't you dare bring tunnel, him to that tunnel. Tunnel, tunnel closed. Don't you dare. Just poke your head in. Cassie's gonna Cassie's gonna come home one day. There's gonna be a big giant, big giant hole in the backyard. What's that? I think it's the fan tunnel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to tunnel my, myself to a different team. If if you could leave and go to another team, what what would that team be? You said the Chiefs, right? Well, I, I mean, I guess that that would seem like the easiest decision. It's it's disgusting. I mean, it's a gross decision, but I mean, if if you've been starved for something for so long, RJ, you want them on your your Niners bandwagon? I'd feel wrong about it. But I think I would take them. You take them? Yeah. Well, what team would you choose? I can't. I can't. No, I, that right. I mean, it's, it's like if you said to me, you know, if you if you left your wife for another woman, who would you choose? The answer is no one. Well, it's a silly question. A, I can't choose another team. I understand that it's a silly question, but if you, I mean, if you're someone that's been starved for the playoffs in 13 seasons, there's really one team you would point to. 
and feel pretty good that you're going to have in- immediate success. Yeah. Guys, I mean, he's got... Yeah, but you wouldn't feel good about it. You'd I would feel terrible about it. You'd, you'd, on an immediate success, you'd, you'd, it would eat away at you. No, but it'd be like you're, it'd be like you're separated, you're, you're done with your wife, you get divorced, or she passed away, whatever, and the, the second it's over, you go get a prostitute. Jeez. <laughs> you don't feel great about it. <laughs> but I'm saying that's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. It's not like I'm going to go try, I'm not going to go try to find someone. You go get, do that, it's guaranteed. I, I guess you, I think that's a great analogy. I guess, yeah, it's a great analogy. That was RJ. I mean, it was so eloquently put. You get, you get a prostitute. <laughs> RJ, is that not a terrific analogy? Oh boy, the guys in the AFC Championship game every year, every year. He's got three Super Bowls. Three. Yeah, no, I understand that they're very successful. We have one, one single Super Bowl. Not in your lifetime. Yeah. Not in my lifetime. Thirteen seasons. I know. Right to bubbles. <laughs> that's it. You really have some... You mock me. Because you look at me you, and you mock me. You really have some deep-seated issues. You have a though. mocky face. But By the way, this idea that I'm the only troubled person on the show, RJ, could not be further from the truth. This this guy is a disaster. I don't think anyone said you're the only troubled okay. guy on the show. Just the most troubled. I, I would I would say, Rick, right there with me, and you not, not too far off Santiago. Okay, sure. I think I made one of the great analogies in the show's history right there. Like a prostitute. RJ, tell me I'm wrong. There's a lot of problems here. Because <laughs> you guys know I'm right. You're not, you're not right. I'm right. And now you've crossed the line. That's not the line. That, that's, I've done way worse than that. Uh, RJ, you ready? I am. Uh, RJ, let's go. No. See ya. Bang! Touchdown! Rebound score! The sh- you missed. Can I tell you something? Yeah, of course. I got a surprise for you. Is that true? Yeah. Money? No. With about... I got to leave myself about two minutes. Oh, some, someone passed you know away. You want to get into? No. Like in a big obituary? Somebody's going to try to kill your fandom. Oh, yeah. we got. I'm, the, I'm not talking to Winthrop. Yes, I'm we not are. Talk, I'm not you talking don't, to well, you. You don't, don't control the segment. You don't have to, you don't have to talk. No, that's fine. What are you scared of? I'm scared of ooh, nothing. Ooh. It's You know what it is? It's a waste of my time. Wow. Is what ah, it is. Waste of time. I, yeah. I'd rather pick out my ear hairs than have to listen to He called you lazy the other day. Now he called you scared. I'm not. I'm scared of nothing. All right. Is, is, is irrelevant to me. I could find 30 people who are closer to the football fan I am. 30? Yeah. That's a lot. Wow. I'll I walk f- down Columbus Avenue after the show and be like, excuse me, madam. Are you? Uh, oh, I, I love the Chiefs. You're a football yeah. savant. <laughs> <laughs> she probably came from the tunnels. <laughs> probably so. Uh, Jets are looking for a trade partner for Zach Wilson. That no surprise. What? Perhaps we'll be surprised to some. Franchise tag off the table with Bryce Huff and the Jets. Joe Douglas did not close the door on a long-term deal, but said if Huff is back, it will not be on the tag. It doesn't sound like he's going to be back. He's not going to be back. No. $21 million is what the defensive end tag will be for Huff and the Jets. Chiefs have, speak of the fan tunnel, released MVS. Saves him $12 bucks. By the way, two years ago, caught 42 passes from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Is, is that what you want? No. Valdez Scantling? No. no. Does it matter what you want, though? Kind of. I mean, like you. It matters what Aaron wants. Uh, uh, Does he really want that Exclusively. Now? I don't know. Come I don't on. know what he wants. Uh, six NFL teams are proposing to move the trade deadline back in the NFL from week 8 to week 10. That would be good. I would agree. Uh, player survey. Over 1,700 players in the NFL, according to the Players Union, all rank different facilities, training staffs, ownership, coaching, had an algorithm, threw it into a pot. You know who came out on top? Yeah, I know. Dolphins. Cool. Dolphins and Vikings. Vikings, Two. second. 
those two far and away. Top two teams, according to players. Uh, the 31st team, which would really debunk whether or not this poll matters, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the owner got uh, what rating? F minus. F minus. See, but you guys, here's what you guys don't understand. Okay. It's the stupidest little things. Yeah. That in the grand scheme of things, you don't think are very important. But clearly they're not if that, the owner of the Chiefs is getting the well, worst grade okay, but and they're it, winning Super here's Bowls. Here's the difference, though. This poll is not necessarily speaking to the functionality of the organization. Yes. It's like the little stupid things that players like to look at. Okay. Like, oh, it's a stool instead of a chair. Right. That was a Kansas City thing. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. But clearly it doesn't impact the way they play no, football. Right. But so. it's like with the owners. We didn't get direct deposit. Did it piss guys off? It's not going to change how we play, <laughs> yeah. but we didn't, get direct, we didn't get direct deposit. Uh, like the Bengals only got two meals covered by the team a day. I guess they complained last year, and on Wednesdays they now get a third. Wait, only on Just Wednesdays? On one day, yeah. yeah. The Arizona Cardinals no longer have to pay for food and containers leaving the facility. We didn't get snack. Some is of these things make a difference, man. Yeah. Like no, the- this stuff, I'm not saying it doesn't matter, and some of it is weird. By, by the way, I saw this. The Jets, like, food preparation and setup yeah. got like a C. I think it was nice. You've, you've uh, seen, the, you've seen uh, the food. That's my point. Like, how much of this can you take seriously? They had like eggs with egg yellows. They had a separate vat of egg whites. I mean, they had Well, you every, weren't even in the... We, we weren't even in the real... Egg yellows? Well, I mean, I'm just saying like a regular the egg and they had the egg whites. where we did the show this year inside. Remember when we walked to the, to the, to the yeah, indoor field? That was their cafeteria. We were up in like the so we were in the lesser cafeteria, yeah. and and the lesser was cafeteria nice. was great. It all the yogurts out there, but you don't have oatmeal. compare it to see how. But they're also compared to what they hear from their buddies or wherever else they've been. Uh, is there? I'm sure. Is. I'm sure there's better, but this is uh, I don't know. Really, really nice. Giants, why, why is John Winthrop coming in the middle you, of the segment? You know why? You'll see. You'll you know see. why? Uh, Giants checked in number eight. Jets at twenty one. According to reports, fourteen team college football playoff gaining momentum. <laughs> we we haven't even played twelve yet. It's coming this year. Could be knocking on the door for 14 and 2026. Men's, men's college hoops, busy night. Number four, Tennessee. You know who's a nice player in Tennessee? Oh, wow. Uh, Dalton Connect. Yeah, he's good. We scored 39 last night. Yeah, 92 over number 11, Auburn, 84. Kyle Filipowski, he seems okay. Back on the floor, number 10, Duke beats Louisville. Pounds them, 85-59. Well, they days. stink. Yeah, after Filipowski's knee was hurt in that court storming against Wake Forest. St. John's, nice win over Butler, 82-59. Caitlin Clark needs 18 points to pass Pistol Pete Maravich for the most of any women's or men's D1 player. Iowa's got one regular season game left it's on Sunday, big one against number 2 Ohio Pistol State. Pistol Pete did it in three years, though, right? With yes. no three-point line. Correct. Uh, LeBron picked up the biggest fourth-quarter comeback of any team he's ever been on. 21 points, Lakers trailed the Clippers and came back to win by four. LeBron single-handedly outscored the he Clippers. He outscored him, yeah. 19-16 in the fourth quarter. He is unbelievable. He really is. It uh, makes total sense, too, that he wants to do a multi-year extension, though. Yep. Because it feels like Bronny's going to go back, should go back. He wants to go back to school. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, ESPN.com had a mock draft. Two-rounder did not have him in it. Had him in next year's class. You, you, well, you, I mean, dude. He, LeBron he, drawing. The, the fact that he's even playing right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Lakers up to the number nine seed in the West. Only three games, though, behind the number five Suns. Luka. Celebrated his 25th birthday in style, 11th triple-double of the year, 30-16-11, not bad. Mavs over the Raptors by 11. Lucas scored 25 or more in nine straight games. Hmm. Uh, Knicks heard back about their February 12th loss to the Rockets. Yeah, they still lose. Yeah. Yeah, so that's over now. Artemis Panarin, three points. Igor, 30 saves. Rangers, first team to 40 wins in the NHL. Congratulations, beat the Blue Jackets 4-1. I think nobody has more points than the Rangers in all of hockey right now. I think that's right. Uh, Dallas Stars get Chris Tanna from the Flames. Three-team trade. Mets, 3 nothing win over the Marlins. Pete Alonso hits his first homer of the spring. Yamamoto 
Spring training debut for the Dodgers. Struck out three over two scoreless. Know what else we learned yesterday about the Dodgers? Otani's married. He got married. Yeah, that means anything to you. And uh, finally, I want to leave a little wiggle room here. John Winthrop has entered the ring. Mm-hmm. Here he is. Respond or don't, Dave, when it all is done. I, I think he, I have nothing to say. because <laughs> He it's, says he needs two he's minutes. He's shaking right now. He's so yeah, nervous. terrified. Two it, minutes as to why he's a bigger football fan than you, Here's John. what I see, I and we'll give so him that, that, that runway in a moment. This this is like like I'm the king and a peasant eating you know, like <sighs> old bread is walking into my Do you kingdom. forget he's your boss? No, I love John. Listen, I'll start by saying that I don't doubt you're a good football fan. In fact, you're one of the best. Okay. But here's a couple of points. All right. Last April, Rangers-Devils Game 5 fell on the night of the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. I had the NFL draft, main TV, audio, Rangers-Devils, iPad, no sound, following along. There's no way you did that. You, um, you didn't devote your night to the NFL. I will NFL. be completely honest with you. I don't remember what I did. I, I, I don't. I'll tell you what. You didn't, even you didn't devote it to the NFL I don't, draft. I'll, 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 I'll okay. give you another option. Okay. Another examples. Mets. They're playing a September Sunday night baseball game. But you're, but you're not really a hockey. You're not even really. I don't even remember what I did. You're not even really a hockey fan. Mets are playing a Sunday night baseball game. Yeah. Two games out against the Braves, let's call it. Let's say it's Bengals-Steelers Sunday night football. I'm watching Bengals Steelers. So I don't I. even know if I flip over to Mets. So am I. Don't even know if I check but it. Here, but here's the genius of me. I don't even know if I check on it. Here's the genius of me. I am such a fan of all the teams that I've set up a den of a wall of TVs that I can watch numerous different I've never games said you're not at a bigger the very same time. What gets the volume in that? Uh, the football. 100%. I, I've never it said gets, you're not a bigger It gets the bigger fan. TV and the volume. Over Mets, Braves, two games out. Hmm? I don't believe it. Okay. I don't believe it either. Well, no. it's true. T- and, I mean, come on. You also went to a birthday party the night of the divisional round. First of all, two things there. One, I would never go. Right. I'm not even sure I'd go if it was a kind of party where like we're going to all watch the game together. I still wouldn't go. I just don't do it. Okay. Like, football is is so life. a team's at the 24 yard line. You have no idea. Did you say football is life? Football is life. That's point for you. And here's the other thing. Point for me. Stole it. <laughs> it's not even his line. I didn't Five say kids, it. all born during football season. You know why? Because they weren't conceived during football season. Wow. So you don't have any sex during football season, is what you're saying. Well, no, I don't. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is... I'm, here's, here's what I will nothing say. Nothing comes in you the way of the point, though. That's bad planning. Here's, here's what I will say. You are a terrific football fan, and you and I text numerous times on football Sundays yeah. way throughout the evening. I'm, I'm better. Like, I, 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 you can sit here, you can define it, you can... I mean, uh, uh, in my vows at my wedding, the rabbi under the, the chuppah said... Do you take Dave? Do you take Dave on football Sundays? Did you have that kind of forethought? I didn't because yeah. I I set the the stage early. There was an incident during the Pro Football Hall of Fame game <laughs> where I lost my mind early in the relationship, and it almost ended the relationship. Yeah, but and is that for the Hall of Fame a, game? Is that a point in a win for him? Yeah, no, because oh, no, we missed it was the too bad. It was embarrassing. No, it was it was it was well planned out. He explained it to me. That that this was this was a bigger picture play. Yes. Listen, if you want to say that John is a bigger fan than me, have at it. But he know deep in his soul, in his heart, in his loins, he knows that that's not true. I think we're pretty equal. No, but wow. I think if push came to shove, wow. I would eke you out slightly. No. Okay. By the way, mm-hmm. um, this is from uh, one Don Lagreca. Yeah. If if Don chooses him. I'm done with Don. No, he said this segment should be called "Who is the King of the Morons." <laughs> yeah, Don doesn't like uh, the fact that we would put football above everything. You know what the great thing about I know we have to break because Mel Kuyper is going to join us in just a couple minutes. That Don is the exact guy that Don would destroy. Don, when before Don had kids, it was I. I mean, 
why do you have to talk about your kids in pre-K? And why do you have to talk about your kids' grades? And why do you have to miss all these things to go to your kids, whatever? Now Don has kids, and they are, and they should be, the most important thing in his world. He has done a complete 180. King of the morons. That's what he wants to call it. Listen, I love Don, too. And he's a big football fan. Don't let him fool you. KOM. Um, so thank you, John, for that. You having another child anytime soon? Uh, no. I got John four points, you three. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. So I'll ask you again. Bigger football fan, me or John? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. The, the masses believe that. But I love made. you, John. We, we all adore you. It's because you get four hours a day to talk about he the also, He also believes he could do my job as well as I mm-hmm. can. You believe that? Uh, no. Yeah. Maybe this is what we do. Almost as well. How about that? <laughs> Maybe we have John host with Grasso. Y- yes. Be a lot of random noises in there. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. He is the man. He is the myth. He is the legend. He is a man that consumes more whipped cream than anybody. He's the great Mel Kuyper Jr. Hi, Mel. How are you? Hey, the dynamic duo from Gotham. It's great to be with you guys. We, we absolutely love you. I want you to know that first and foremost. As we as we hit March, your mock drafts are now you know all over ESPN.com. We absolutely adore you, and we're thrilled to uh, do this again. So you and I have a, a differing view, and of course I have ultimate respect for you, but I would like to see the Giants at quarterback move in a different direction, and you think that they should not do that, right? Well, I don't, well first of all, let me ask you, what direction would you move in? Um... 
well, so here's my thing. I, I am not as as smart and studied as Joe Shane and Brian Dable as far as this is concerned. But if there were a guy that they really liked, I would I would move heaven and earth to try to get that guy, whoever it happened to be. So you would move up to get a Drake May, say. If, if that's the guy that they deem that is worthy of that and they love him and they think you can win big with him, absolutely. Yeah, it's a bit, you know, to give up all, you know, New England would take themselves out of the quarterback situation, which is what they need. So they would have to say, well, we don't like this quarterback that you're going up to get would have to be the deal. So then they need a quarterback if they want to give up on Mac Jones and try to build an infrastructure around this quarterback, which they didn't do for Mac, then – they could take Drake, or they just say, hey, uh, we're not as high on him as some people are. And that's kind of been the case around the NFL. When I talk, everybody's not sold on everybody. So there's not a consensus on every quarterback. So depending upon the team, we don't know what their rating is. So to your point, if the Giants love May and New England doesn't, then there's a possibility you could do that. But it depends how the Giants feel about him. Jaden Daniels, I think, is going two to Washington. Caleb Williams going one overall to somebody. Um, but I think in terms of Daniel Jones, I'm higher and Daniel and everybody, I, I guess everybody else, I don't know. I haven't heard many people rave about Daniel Jones. I'm not raving about him, but I think he's a really good quarterback in this league, a solid quarterback in this league, and who is not, uh, has been unfairly criticized. And uh, we've kind of forgotten what he did a few years ago when he got hurt, uh, not because of anything he could do. You get injured because your, your supporting cast was not very good. So and things just uh, from the start just didn't go the Giants' way. But I'm moving forward with Daniel Jones. He's not 38 years old. He's not at the end of his career. He's not in the middle of his career. He's in the prime of his career. So I don't think these – I'll say this. I, I don't see what Drake May brings to the table that Daniel Jones doesn't. I really don't. I watch Drake May. I don't know if people out there have studied – Drake May had a, had a rough end of the season. If you watch Drake May play college football against Virginia, NC State, and Clemson, you would say, I don't really think this guy's our guy. So go back and watch those games. If you think he's better than Daniel Jones after those three games, then, then more power to you. I think it's the unknown, right, Bell? I mean, I think that's what excites most people about the draft is they've already seen enough of Daniel Jones, the injuries and everything else. They feel like, okay, it's time for something different. It's time for something new. Um, I want to ask you this because there's reports all over the place. Um, you know, Chicago last year has the first overall pick. They move off of it. Had a chance to draft C.J. Stroud. He turns into a stud. This year, you mentioned Caleb Williams could be going to Chicago. What do you, what's the sense you get right now? Is is Chicago going to stand pat at one and take Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields, or is there still some question as to what happens? That's a split. Nobody really knows. I've talked to a lot of people. Greg Gabriel's a good friend of mine. He used to be a player personnel with the Giants. Has a couple Super Bowl rings. Was out in Chicago. Follows the Bears very closely. He, he's said from the get-go they're trading uh, the number one pick and they're keeping Justin Fields. So uh, Greg maintains that. Uh, I've differed on that. I can understand why they would. I like Justin Fields a lot. And I think I've said all along, I said it all day yesterday on ESPN, every which way, that if you get bowled over by an offer by, for somebody for that number one pick, and I like Justin Fields enough to say I get a heck of an offer from somebody, that I can get a Marvin Harrison Jr., a Romo Dunze, a Malik Neighbors to pair with D.J. Moore, or I can get a Brock Bauer or somebody like that. I'm, and I, get, I already have the ninth pick overall. I'm going to recoup that, too, which you will definitely do. I'm making that deal, uh, and I'll move forward with Justin Fields. If I don't get that type of offer, then I get a two and a four for Justin, and I make that trade, and I recoup the two that way for the Montez Sweat trade. So, and I think Atlanta would be the team that would make the most sense for Justin Fields, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, I think it just depends on what type of offer they get. I, I think Justin Fields and Caleb Williams are, you know, Justin's on his way to being a really good quarterback in this league. We certainly expect Caleb Williams to be a, a potentially great quarterback in this league. So, Mel. Uh, and I know this is, uh, people are split on Drake May. I've heard a bunch of different things about him. But say, for example, to Dave's first question, 
there was a chance to have an offer that was good enough to entice Chicago, would you be okay with the Giants making that kind of offer to get up and get Caleb Williams? Caleb's a special quarterback, potentially. I mean, he has that chance to be, uh, you know, I, I, I hate the comps to Patrick Mahomes. I was a comp to Aaron Rodgers. Matt Miller had yesterday. Comps are always two great players. They're never the average players. So we're always given the unrealistic expectations with comps. Every, every first-round pick's comp to a, a guy that's already been spectacular in the NFL, so that's why I hate those. Uh, but in terms of, of the number one pick overall, it's going to be expensive to go from 6-1. to one. Uh, Obviously, you have the two twos, but to move up that far to get Caleb Williams when you have Daniel Jones, you're going to have to give up a lot. Remember, you have to build around your quarterback. Uh, you know, whether it's Daniel Jones or Caleb Williams, Daniel Jones got hurt for a reason. So, again, I don't care who the quarterback is, they got to get better around that quarterback. And one of the key pieces is adding receiver, making sure that offensive line is solid. So you give up all these draft picks, a rookie quarterback – you know, coming into that situation, good luck. So, uh, to me, it depends on how much you have to give up. That also dictates whether Chicago will make that deal. If it's not enough, Chicago, to me, is, you know, if you say, take Caleb, just take Caleb Williams. And trade, if, you're, if you're not going to get a lot, you can get two and a four for Justin, make that deal. He's Mel Kuyper, Jr., 98.7 ESPN. In five years from now, Mel, the, the one player in this draft that you believe is can't miss would be who? Can't miss. Yeah. Uh, wow. I think the receivers are. I think there's a lot of those guys. Are, I don't think Marvin Harrison Jr., Romo Dunze, or Malik Neighbors are going to do anything but be stars in this league. Brock Bowers is going to be an outstanding player in this league. So I would say the receiving guys, those guys right there. I think. I think there's some safe offensive line picks that you're not going to bust out on. Uh, that you have versatility with. That you can move a right tackle, a left tackle over to right tackle. Joe Alt's case, you can do that. Uh, but I do think the receivers, I think they're the guys, uh, whether it be Harrison Jr., Odunze, Neighbors, and Bowers. I think all four of those guys are going to be outstanding in this league where it's all set up for them. I mean, they're great players, but in the NFL, obviously, you can't rough them up. Uh, you, have, you get the interference penalties. You get all this. These guys are all guys who can go get the football. So I think the four receiving entities are the guys that can't miss. So, Matt, what do the Jets do? Because, I mean, they need pretty much an entire offensive line. And you mentioned Brock Bowers in your uh, latest mock. You have Brock Bowers, who I think is is a stud. Um so I guess I'll pose the question this way. What is the drop-off from 10 to the third round when the Jets pick again from for offensive linemen? Can they still get a good offensive lineman and take Brock Bowers with the 10th pick? You could, yeah. Roger Rosengarten, who had a rough uh, championship game at Washington. I thought he would go back. He's coming out. Uh, he, if he if he'd have gone back and had a big year, he could have been a first-round pick. So if you were going to look at that last game and say, oh, yeah, he struggled. Well, yeah, he had a heck, a heck of a career going, and I think he could have been a first-round pick. So Rosengarten from Washington's one. And there will be some others that could drop into that, that uh, third, fourth-round area. But in terms of, of the Jets, I tried to get – an offensive lineman. I moved J.C. Latham from Alabama up to that fifth spot because he's red hot right now. And I thought with Harbaugh and with Joe Ortiz, Joe Ortiz coming from Eric DeCosta and Ozzie Newsom with the Ravens, what do they love? Alabama players, right? So here's an Alabama right tackle, NFL ready, had a great year, had a great career. Uh, people talk about that little hiccup at the end of the game. Hey, it's a great game uh, you know, against Michigan. Harbaugh knows that. So to me, they need a right tackle. That's why I gave Latham to the Chargers instead of dropping him to the Jets. I have Joe 
walk going to Tennessee. They could take a receiver. They could take a neighbor's Odunze. That would push off down. They couldn't do that here. Uh, Olu Fashanu from Penn State, uh, yeah, it's a mixed opinion. I, could, I gave him to the Jets in the first mock. I didn't hear. We'll see how that goes because there's a mixed opinion about him. The Jets like him enough, and I don't know how the Jets' ratings are. Uh, I have no idea. They, if, uh, you could put Olu Fashanu from Penn State to the Jets at 10. I went with Bowers. I have a higher grade on Bowers than Fashanu. And Bowers, to me, is a guy that could help out Garrett Wilson. He's not a tight end. He's a you know, fullback, H-back, slot, wide, everything. He could do anything you want him to do. So he would be great for Aaron Rodgers, but you don't get the offensive line. And I get that, but you can find other ways to help that offensive line and just that 10th pick overall. So J.J. McCarthy is an interesting guy because a lot of people I've heard have said, you know, he was just a product of an offense which was very unsexy and didn't need to be overly aggressive. And I've heard some say he's just not going to be a very good NFL player, but there's a lot of speculation that he's going to move up that draft board. Where do you have him and how good could it be if he has a really good combine? Well, you just said about asking the question about the safest. This is the most difficult player to evaluate in this draft is J.J. McCarthy uh, because you don't see him carrying a team. You don't see him having those wow games like Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams and even Drake May did a lot in 2022. You don't see that with J.J. You see J.J. being solid, making throws when he had to, running when he had to, as he did in the national title game, being a great leader, being super tough, showing great athleticism, making all the throws. So you know he has the ability to that. They were a run-oriented team. They, they, they're offensive line dominated. They had, they had nine offensive linemen on that team that all got playing time. They had the two running backs. They were just a power team. And they, didn't, they, didn't have, they did not have a number one true wide receiver. Roman Wilson's a good third-round pick for somebody this year. They had no high draft choice at wide receiver. Okay, so they didn't have that. So they were based on the O-line and running the ball. He didn't throw a pass in the you know, One pass in, a, in the second half against Penn State it was a penalty. So he had none, really. So, and they, you know, but you're talking about a top 15 quarterback. So you're basing, just turned 21 years of age guys. He was 20 up till 21 late January. So to me, there's potential there, but there's the unknown of he's never had to have a game where he just went out and just individually said, I'm putting the team on my back. He has never been in a position where he had to do that. Mel, what's a, can, give me one more quarterback you think outside of those top four that surprises some people or comes out of this, this combine as a, a hot name. Well, we're going to have to see uh, whether it's Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. I'm kind of, I wouldn't say lukewarm. I, I think they're both second rounders. Some are trying to force Nix into the first round. I, could, I guess you could see that. He had a great two years at Oregon, but it's a great quarterback friendly system he was in. He had great players around him at the collegiate level, some really good college players. And Franklin, the receiver, is going to be probably a second round pick. Um, so, you know, to me, uh, you know, he doesn't have the big time arm, but, you know, he's a tough kid. He's, he's going to have a great interviews. Uh, he's 24 years of age, mature kid. Um, you know, he's going to be interesting. I think second round, not first. Michael Penix Jr. had the four injuries at Indiana at the bad championship game, but can make any throw. I wish he would have been better late, but he, you know, he, missed, he missed Odunze. He just had a rough game. He was like a pitcher, just didn't have his best stuff in that national title game. Uh, but he did have the four injuries at Indiana. So I think he's a second rounder. I think the underrated guy, if you want a late round guy, is Michael Pratt from Tulane who doesn't have any wow uh, uh, skill set at all. Uh, no wow traits, but he just won, and he—he's a little. I'm, I'm, everybody's going to say the next Brock Purdy. Uh, good luck trying to find that guy. But if you want a fifth, sixth round pick, it would be Spencer Rattler from from uh, South Carolina, formerly Oklahoma, or Michael Pratt. All right, great stuff as always, Mel. The podcast is first draft. It's with uh, our buddy Field Yates, and you tape a new episode today. You know, it's not yeah. only draft season, Mel. You know what other season it is for us here at 98.7 ESPN? Uh, I don't know. Whipped cream season. Yeah. 
whipped cream oh, season. It's always whipped cream season, though. That's, that's, that's 365 <laughs> days a year, guys. And guess who's going to be getting a... off season for whipped cream. And guess who's going to be getting a beautiful shipment of whipped cream very soon. Oh, is that going to be Field Yates? No, no it's chance, not. Mel. It's going to be Mel Kiper Jr. is who it's going to be. Oh, well, maybe I'll share, I'll, I'll share a few with Fielding when I, say, I talk to him today. But uh, I appreciate you guys are the best. I, I talk about you guys all the time. It's amazing. Uh, like I say, how, how, how kind you, you guys are to uh, the, the guys here in Baltimore. Well, you are the best. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you very soon. We can't wait for the NFL draft, as always. I just hope the Orioles and the Yankees have a heck of a battle this year. How about that, guys? Could well, be. Good stuff, like Mel. Days gone by. We appreciate you. Thanks, buddy. You got it, man. Take care, buddy. All right. You, you hear? Like, he loves He's dressed. And then we talk about whipped cream, and you, you can hear. Oh, it's a different I mean, it's a different, different level. He's like, oh. We'll get the whipped cream, baby. Whip cream. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. We're having a great conversation, and he may have just taken his foot, put it right in his mouth as a fraud fan. Yeah. Uh, well, I think you just probably put your both feet in your mouth. I put nothing in my mouth. Yourself. No. Everybody just did. He just embarrassed himself. No, because he's here's what he said. He, so he lives in Florida now. Said he used to live in New York, New yeah. Jersey area. Said he grew up as a Nets fan and switched to the Heat. And I said, I think that's okay because the Nets are so they're like nothing. But if he were a Knicks fan and did that, no, I would have no. a major problem with it. No, no. What do you mean, no, no? If he wasn't who he was, that's not you would have held him I'm accountable. Sc- I'm scared of no one. Yeah, right. I'll I'll fight him right here. No, you wouldn't. Fight I'll bring him. I'll wrestle him down no, to no. the ground yeah, and pin him and. And, oh, and used kiss to him on the earlobe. I'm bed. scared of nobody. Oh, whatever you want. I, I have a contract. <laughs> An ironclad <laughs> contract. Yeah, now you're real comfortable. That's right. No, I got, you do I got whatever you contract want. contract cover for assault? I don't, I don't know. Well, wrestling. I think you can wrestle. Mm, yeah. Kiss his ears. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> there are two different kinds of assault I will, re- I will wrestle you and kiss your ears. <laughs> yeah, I guess it didn't come out the no, way I was I hoping. No, I yeah. um, You're going to appreciate this. So, RJ, you, you cut this up. Uh, you must have heard this, obviously. So, RJ, were you as disgusted as I was just now with that? That was tough for Dave. It's real tough. I, I, I looked at you before you said, I go, you're taking a risk here. <laughs> Careful. There, I, there's, there's high level Everything that you've worked for in life. All right, can we high pl- level suits could have you terminated. I mean, by uh, next four minutes, gone. Why would they do that? They could, though. But why? I'm just saying. They I'm could. lovable. All right. So, Jeopardy last night. You know, they, they they start Jeopardy without any introduction. Yep. They go to break, they come back, and yep. then it's introduced the people. They're doing the Tournament of Champions. I don't remember the guy. RJ, do you have his name? You, you, you may not. Of this gentleman that was on yesterday, and they're c- coming back, and they, they bring it back, and uh, they start the introductions. And here's his story about being on Jeopardy prior and what happened to the money. You ready for this? All right, here we go. What did you do with your winnings, Jake? You had quite a streak. <laughs> so I was twenty. I was twenty-three when my games aired last year. So I did what anybody under the age of twenty-five would do, and I promptly spent the check on sports gambling and women and alcohol. And by that, of course, <laughs> okay. and by that, of course, I spent twenty bucks on a college football pick'em that went horribly wrong. Uh, twenty bucks to take my date and I to the top of the Gillette Stadium Lighthouse, and uh, several four packs of hard cider to get through the awful Patriot season that I endured. <laughs> <laughs> you are living right in your New England. Absolutely. Yeah, so he's a Patriots fan. He had to endure a bad season. <laughs> some hard cider. <laughs> some hard cider. And I bet a, a parlay. Yeah, some Winthrop. Sounds like a Winthrop Sunday. That's right. I'll let, give me every team, mix and match. How much you want to bet on that? 28 cents <laughs> to win $1.9 million. That was uh, Jake Deruda, by the way. It is a six-pack of hard cider. Hard cider. Nice. Can you imagine listening to a Patriots fan complain? Uh, yeah, I just did. 
you don't think it's just little, in Boston, yeah. You don't think it's a little bit ridiculous? It seems a little crazy. Like, if you're a Patriots fan, you, you lose the right to complain for at least a decade. Did you see the Peter King thing? Mm-mm. Where you're saying one well, of his big regrets? It still bothers him to this day? Oh, his biggest... I didn't see what it was, but the I saw... The his, stuff. How so? What was it? Well, that he... he I guess when, when that whole thing, thing started to come out, he made some phone calls to people he trusted, like, really trusted, mm-hmm. and then he wrote the story and went with it. And it turns out that it wasn't the right thing to do in his mind. But it it wasn't accurate information? No. It was inaccurate. So he reported inaccuracies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, I understand. So he feels terrible about it. Uh, yeah, he would. He's, he's a good guy. Well, he, I still like how the whole, I mean, how Goodell handled that whole thing. But It was, it was ridiculous. Crazy. It was, well, they couldn't put more blame on Belichick, right? Right. So because they had he had already had the, the, the videotaping, there so had the they had gate. to have him as he was the innocent party. I wrote a song about the flake gate. It's one of my best ones ever. You did? I did. I haven't heard that. Seth, so we've played that before. Well, we don't have time now. Maybe tomorrow you play it? Yeah, yeah that, that would be nice. Uh, Raymond, speaking of you, are you ready? Oh, sure. All right, let's go. Today's three stars. Number three. I mean, so much on the table again. Again, Rick was presented with the option of possibly using the tunnel and leaving the Jets. And you somehow it got compared to cheating. And if you caught your wife or something or other, uh, threats were made to uh, Rick Pitino. Listen to me, Pitino. <laughs> you stay away from my wife. Why can't I say his name, though? Listen to me, like... Listen to me, Pitino! Stay away from my well, wife! Well, to be fair, you were like you were in a complete fit of rage at the time. Well, how so. dare Rick Pitino be, be looking at my wife like that? You have no idea what he's thinking right now. No. Number two. And that's what's the scary part. <laughs> he may have already been with your wife. You have no, great... I, no. Well, she went for the extra loop. You have Stop great it. idea. You have great ideas, Dave. Like, uh... Host uh, sadness, uh, the Redux that we're talking about, the most disliked at the station. I got the phone lines lit up. I got bananas thrown in my face. My thing is now called RJ. Something's got to give. <laughs> this has been quite the my day. Thing is now <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, swept under the rug. Your thing, your thing is. Uh, by, by the way, that I, I'll poke fun at myself because Hold Rick that. is rubbing Don't. a banana in my face right that. now as all this was going on. Number one. I mean, John Winthrop sits in that in that chair. He he challenges your football acumen. We have the new uh, the new bosses sitting in. I'm it's scared been... of nobody. You're, you're, you're... It's a very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you were kissing. I'm it's scared been... of nobody. <laughs> we don't have enough time to break down what's wrong with you. That, that, really that, that therapist will break down. Yeah, she's she's gonna lose it, not me. Wow. Your sister-in-law is in big trouble. Wow. It's Rule 76. No excuses playing a champion. It's DPH or Rutherberg. And Carpe Omnia. On I'm yes. scared of nobody. Thanks for listening to the DPH Rowan Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN New York app. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.